Welcome to Maximum Mom with Elise Bowie, where you'll hear from women who are navigating the same messy journey as you. Lawyering, entrepreneurship, and mothering. What a trifecta. We're here to share tips, resources, wins, losses, and encouragement for moms who are raising a family while building a law firm. So you feel less alone in your journey toward a fulfilling career and being the best mom you can be. Welcome to the Maximum Mom podcast today. It's kind of amazing I got here. I just squeaked in 30 seconds before I hopped on the call. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy morning, So, but it worked out great. Today, I welcome Kara McKegg. I said that right. Yes, you did. Good job. He's the founder of Pepper's Personal Assistance. And so we have so many things to dig into today. Thank you so much, Kara, for joining us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I'm so excited to have you because I am such a firm believer in your business, in what you do, the delegation, providing support for people. And we are going to dig into that. But first, I always like to start out with, tell us, who is your family? Who makes you a mom? What does your house look like? Yeah. So I have two boys. Uh, They're 17 and 19. We have kind of a rowdy house with the dog, two cats and two chickens. We're animal lovers. So and one of the unique things about our family is that we decided to do nesting for our family. So I haven't been with my ex for 13 years, but we kept the house and the boys have stayed in the house, you know, since they were born and their dad and I swap off. We have a schedule where, you know, mom's home Monday and Wednesday and dad's home Tuesday and Thursday and every other weekend. And it just works really well for our family. We've, you know, put the kids first, kept the family together, even though our relationship was no longer working and it's been very successful. It's kind of interesting to see they were um i think five and seven when we started that so it's been you know they're now getting ready to fly the coop and you know we're entering the the next phase of what it's going to look like so that is amazing i mean as a family law attorney to hear that and when you first told me that i'm literally like blown away it warms <laughs> my heart like you would not believe because people say, oh, you can just do it for a month or two and then it's right. going to fall apart. And I'm like, here you are, yeah. breathing proof <laughs> 13 years later. Yeah. That is amazing. And I mean, I think our guests, I mean, our listeners need to know the fact that you and your ex-husband, you are the ones packing your suitcases, going in and out. And those children have just been able to live and have yeah. Life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's definitely not easy. And it takes two sane people that, you know, want to put the family first. And, you know, there's definitely bumps along the way and things that you have to give up. You know, it's not easy living out of a suitcase myself. But, you know, it's what worked for our family. And, you know, they're healthy and happy. And, you know, we enjoy family holidays together and all of that. So it's an important thing for our values. I'm a a child of divorce and it was, you know, not easy when your parents couldn't even talk to each other or look at each other. So I was like, I'm not going to put my children through that. So that is amazing. I'm just, I mean, it is so nice to just meet a person, a real live person who has (laughs) done nesting successfully for a long time. Just 
kudos to you all for figuring out what works for your family. I mean, it's Thank just you. amazing. Well, I want to dig in and really talk to you about your business, the Peppers Personal Assistance, because I mean, I have just been such a firm believer in delegation and mm-hmm. getting support. I read and think about your business. I mean, she is dedicated to helping professional women let go of the shame around outsourcing household tasks so they can find more time, feel organized and have peace of mind. If that yeah. is not powerful. Yeah, there's a lot of unnecessary shame in outsourcing. And I want to change that. I want to make it normal to outsource and get support because you don't have to do it all alone. And we keep trying and it's just not working. It's not (laughs) working at all. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what do you think? Like, what have people told you about their shame? I mean, why do we? And no doubt I'm being stereotypical, but it's mostly women definitely suffer from this. What is it? Why do we have shame in asking for help? Yeah, I think it's very personal and that's different for everybody. But the most common things I hear women say to me is, you know, it seems like Sally next door is able to do it all and she's got it so put together and she looks great and, you know, the kids are happy and busy and Sally's not doing it on her own. I can guarantee you that. And if she is, she's up at night losing sleep, you know? So I think other things too are just kind of like family values, the way you were raised. You know, I have women say, oh, well, we all did the chores together as a family on Saturday. And it was just part of our family culture. And it's like, you know, I have personally have a personal assistant and my boys still do their own laundry. They do the dishes, they take out the garbage. It's the things that fall on my plate that I outsource. So you can have a balance of both, you know, because, you know, it's understandable that women want to make sure they're not raising children that, you know, are spoiled and that sort of thing. So it's important to balance it. But yeah, I think those are the two biggest things, you know, the shame around, yeah, we need to change it. (laughs) We so need to change it. And I don't know if you've had the opportunity. I mean, people who know me well know I'm kind of a fair play freak. I mean, I am so into fair play. Have you read E. Rodsky's book, Fair Play by Chance? No, but I heard you talk about it. So I'm going to add it to my Audible. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a great one. It is amazing. And it really helps restructure how you think about just the work that's out there. And somebody like you in the business you have, you will find it fascinating because Eve has divvied up the, you know, the cards, the work of life. So there's 60 cards for just everybody, you know, just regular. Mm. Then there's 40 cards just for children, you know, what you add in. So you think of these 100 cards. And I mean, if you're like a real go-getter type, you know, and you care about everything, you could have all 100 cards in your pile. Like you right. all 100. Luckily for me, I let go of a lot of things. And I'm like, yeah, don't care about that. Don't care about that. And so we started with, you know, closer to probably 70. You know, we had, could throw out like 30 cards that we just were like, we nice. do not care about that. And it has made such a big difference in just having that conversation around like, what am I doing? What are you doing? Like, why are we doing this? You know, why does 
sending a thank you note matter to me? Like what Mm. value does that speak to? You know, and there's so much to be said. I think you'll find reading fair play and then bringing it into your business. It will be extremely beneficial for your client. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. It sounds amazing. It is. And I think your point, though, when you mentioned Sally, the neighbor, you know, the ostensible (laughs) neighbor who's got it all together. We all have thought that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And Sally doesn't have it together. I can assure you. <laughs> right. Like, you know, she's either got like parents who are doing work. She's got an assistant or five or she has somebody from her office who helps or she is just miserable. Exactly. Trying to do it all. Yeah. And that's the part that I mean, I think for me, when I started really delegating and just realizing I couldn't. I mean, we have a blended family with six children. You know, I run this law firm. There's no way I could do it all. I mean, I was literally like, wait a minute, who am I supposed to pick up when, (laughs) where, like what school do they go to? Like, I mean, you know, we had one year of six kids in six different schools. Like, wow. It was literally like, wait, whose parent-teacher conference am I going to? Like, what are we talking about? What grade is that person in? There's just no way. What do your, in Pepper's personal assistance, how do you help people? So when somebody reaches out to you, tell us what does that look like? Yeah, so oftentimes people that are reaching out, they already know what they need help with and they'll have a list, you know, of of kind of where to start. They're like, these are the things I want to get off my plate. We have a lot of, you know, C-suite executives, lawyers, doctors, people that are used to delegating, which makes it super easy. And so, you know, we learn about them. We kind of do a deep dive, you know, to find out what kind of personality they work out best with, what their needs are, and then use that to find the perfect fit. That's the biggest thing, you know, that we do is trying to find that long-term fit by diving deep with both the client and the PA to make sure everybody's on the same page. Is your work centered in the Seattle, Washington area? Do you have people outside of the Seattle, Washington area? Because obviously our listeners are a bunch of law firm owners <laughs> all over the country, you know. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I started in Seattle 11 years ago. And as I grew, you know, the business here and kind of learned what works and what doesn't work and all of that, we expanded another arm of the business where we do just the placement of personal assistance. So we kind of use all of that knowledge that we've learned over the years of what, you know, makes a great match and have created a community, you know, where personal assistants have access to all of our documents and trainings. And, you know, we share feedback forms, you know, with the the clients and everything, all the hard stuff <laughs> that, that we we take care of we provide nationwide. So that's awesome. Now, when you're talking about finding a fit of a personal assistant, would you be assigning one assistant to a person? So it's not project based per se, it's really just one person would become your assistant and you could use them for all of your needs. Yeah, we found that's how you get to the place you want to get to where you can delegate and just get it out of your headspace as you want that person who, you know, after about three months or so, they'll start knowing what you need before you do. And that's where the real value comes in when it's just like, 
you can get, you know, that mind space clear and you're like, it's taken care of, <laughs> you know, and you're not thinking about it. So. Oh yeah. It's huge. Now do personal assistants work different things like part-time full-time mm -hmm. or is it set schedule or what, what does all that look like? Yeah. Almost everybody's part-time, you know, it depends on the home and what's going on in it, but typically 15 to 20 hours a week, you can really get a lot done. Somebody can kind of get into that role of like having another spouse, you know, that's like, I know. Productive one. Yes, exactly. Cause they're not sidetracked by all the other stuff in the house. They just go in there and they get it done. So, you know, if somebody has a very busy household and, you know, a lot of laundry, if they're doing like meal prep and all of that kind of stuff, you know, 30 hours is probably more appropriate. But, you know, that's one thing that our clients really like is they don't have to hire a full-time person, you know. Well, what types of things, like if you were to tell us like, you know, top five things people are using a personal assistant for, what are some of those things? Yeah, probably our most popular is vendor management because who, you know, loves doing that? Nobody wants to get the three quotes and <laughs> wait around the house, you know, for somebody to come take a look at your furnace and all of that sort of thing. And we handle that like from start to finish. Laundry is another one, same thing. People are like, I can get my laundry done. It's getting it put away is the hard part, you know? So we do that. Meal prep, everything from just like chopping up the veggies and fruit for snacking to actually making meals and having them ready when you get home, running errands, never having to go to Costco again is a huge bonus for some people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazon returns is another one that is just, you know, it sucks the life out of you if you're mm -hmm. having to do that and break down the boxes and run to the UPS and, you know, all of those kind of things. So I do. Well, I mean, one thing that I found so powerful when I was starting to delegate and using an assistant you know, years ago was all the school stuff with all uh, yes. the kids. I literally would create an email and all those school emails could go to that assistant and then they could manage some of the, you know, like fill out this form, sign, right. this, do this, drop off the bottle of wine for that auction and <laughs> right. your cupcakes to that school fund rate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so smart. Because yeah, especially at the beginning of the year, I'm like, how many forms do you guys need to send me? <laughs> it's so overwhelming. It so is. I love that. That's a great use of it. Yeah, it was so, so overwhelming. And I mean, just... I think one of the hardest things, though, as I, a mom and somebody, you know, is kind of type A, like, you know, I'm used to being able to function and do things was accepting that I actually cannot do it all. Right. Like, there were not enough hours in the day. Like, yes. even if I'm on my A game, you know, like yeah. day in and day out, which mind you, I'm not like there's, you know, <laughs> but even I could be on my eight. There just were not enough hours to do yeah. the things. And two, the other thing that I find is we don't like make time for fun. You know, it's like, yes, you can do a whole bunch of those things, but where's the fun? You know, where's the alone time? Where's the time to go take the dog for a walk? You know, if you're doing all of those things that somebody else could do, you don't have time for yourself. So right. that's a motivator for me. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And interestingly, Eve Rodsky, you know, who wrote Fair Play also wrote Find Your Unicorn Space. And it is Mm. all about how do you develop yourself in a hobby? You know, what is the stuff that makes you you? Because she talks about how we kind of get lost in all this busyness of laundry, chopping vegetables, you know what I mean, breaking down boxes. And there's not that much pizzazz in all that. Yeah. And it's the same as an entrepreneur, right? It's like you've got that same laundry list of tasks that you're like, oh, I don't want to do, you know, the, I don't know, the social media posts and, you know, all of those things. So it's so much easier, I think, for us to delegate at work. But it's like home is just another business, you know, and that's it's the exact same thing. So well, and that is, I think, to Eve's point, and it is so well taken. Here's our home, our most important organization, and we don't put systems around it. And we don't do the things that we do do in our businesses. And it's kind of crazy that we yeah. Yeah, it makes it much easier when you get that system in place. Completely. Yeah. Actually start making things like checklists. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, where you can have a packing checklist. Like that's my yeah. my go-to. I travel a lot. You travel a lot too, don't yeah. you? And I do, I have my, I use any list has my packing lists on it and my grocery lists and all yeah. of that. It's a great resource. I think it's so important because then when you're packing and if you're packing early in the morning or late at night, your brain doesn't have to be firing in the same way when, exactly. if you don't have a list. And with kids, it's like the boys are like, what do I have to pack for the trip? I'm like, go look at any list. I'm not going to tell you, you've got the list, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The Zapathon is back. If you're new around here, the Zapathon is the OG automation workshop. At this next exclusive guild event, we're partnering up with Maximum Lawyer's good friend, Kelsey Bratcher, to bring you a day and a half automation workshop. The idea of automation is simple, right? Identify a repeatable pattern of tasks and then use technology so that business process can happen without you. But setting up that technology can be daunting, time consuming, and even have a steep learning curve. Join us in person and you'll create automations on site that will start working for you before you even leave Austin. Join the guild today and grab your ticket at maxlawevents.com. Well, and I love also how you mentioned, because I do think to your point, a lot of us moms worry about providing too much care in the home mm-hmm. where the children kind of become entitled and obnoxious and yeah. all those kind of things that we don't want. And I know for me, like when we had help in the home, I mean, like I didn't allow the housekeeper to go clean their rooms. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not working hard to pay somebody to clean my child's room. I was like, I to pay somebody to clean my general space in my room, but you child can clean your room. So, you know, we very much parsed out things so that the children would do things, you know, that they had to do on their own. Yeah. And I think it's good too to model to kids that you can outsource, you know, if you are feeling burned out, like my youngest he's in a three sport guy and so it's like year round he's playing sports and you know it comes time to when he's doing finals and sports and I'm like okay this week we're gonna ask our PA to you know do this chore for you to give you a little bit of a break you know so that he I'm modeling to him like that it's okay to do this you know when you need help you can ask for help so absolutely 
Well, and I think delegation, I mean, as an entrepreneur, I mean, tell us how many people are in your business? We're at around 30, give or take a couple. We're kind of, we're bringing on two new um, employees tomorrow. So I kind of lost track, but (laughs) But that's a lot. I mean, for you to keep up with, I mean, don't you find delegation to be such a powerful part of you being able to actually do your job? For sure. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm actually focused on this year is, you know, I've built a team. The person starting tomorrow is kind of the last piece of the puzzle where I can step out and delegate to them. I'm like, you know, this is going to be your responsibility now. I'm here to support you. But that's hard for me. You know, like I'm not going to I'm not going to (laughs) lie, you know, when it's your business, your baby. But I'm really dedicated to practicing and I'm very open with my team too. Of like, you can call me out, you know, if I'm overstepping or, you know, that sort of thing. I'm very aware of it. So it is really hard. I mean, I've been in the process of doing that as well, really stepping out, you know, and allowing the leadership team to run our office. And there are, I mean, I find with everything ebbs and flows, you know, you'll you'll go through and you're doing great. You're delegating. You feel like you're not the bottleneck for things. And then all of a sudden something will happen and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, what does this mean? Like, do I need to go check on everything? You know what I mean? Yes. Like course correct in more course correction than is needed. But yes, it's hard because sometimes, you know. And like you said, it is kind of your baby when you've been working (laughs) at it. I mean, you said for 11 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe that growth? I mean, a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are in the early stages of entrepreneurship. I mean, what kind of advice do you have about growing a team? What type of personal work did you have to do to be able to be a successful business owner? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because I didn't intend to start a business. I'm kind of one of those accidental entrepreneurs where I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years. And when my youngest started school, I was like, oh, I really want to get back into the workforce sequence back in and was looking around, but still wanted to keep that stay-at-home mom status. So I started doing PA work for people just myself. And then it just started growing and was like, I remember the day I had to make the decision of like, either I'm going to turn this person down or I'm going to hire people. And I decided to hire contractors, which, you know, worked pretty well. But then I started really loving it and started seeing, oh, we could make this a really amazing business and changed everybody to employees and started building what we call the Pepper's way of of doing things. And, you know, the first five years, I'd say it was a side hustle where I was more focused on my boys. They were in elementary school. And then, you know, as they got older, I could focus more on the business. And so it's really only been like the past five years or so that we've really been focused on building. And, and yeah, it's been, you know, building a team is not easy. Like there's a lot you have to let go of. There's a lot you have to learn about leadership. I've leaned on a lot of experts. (laughs) I think that's the secret to my success is hiring the right expert to help you at the right time, whether it's sales, leadership, you know, CFO, like all of those things, you know, I think the biggest thing I've learned too, is that it's your business and you get to make the rules. You don't have to do something because you're supposed to, you know, and I think that there's so much freedom in that when you finally realize that. Yeah. 
Well, in being able, I would assume your pepper's way, like leaning into your own core values, like what's important to you. How did you come up with those core values with the team? Yeah, I read the book, Start With Why, Start With The Why. And that was kind of the genesis of starting to build it of what is it that's important. And, you know, our, our biggest value is ease, providing ease, whether it's for our clients, whether it's for the employees, the employees for the management team like that, you know, is our, our biggest one. And then just recently, we added a fourth value of communication, because we realize communication really is the key to success, like all around, right? Like learning how to communicate, making it super easy for clients, like, you know, going to them, like we have a whole training now on how to communicate with your client, which has been very successful using, you know, just even minor things using bullet points, you know, putting the action items at the top, you know, things like that. So yeah, and everything we do, we you know, we look at our values and say, does this fit the values? And is it worthwhile doing so? I love the idea of a communication training. I mean, wow, it sounds kind of, you know, simple when you think we're going to train people how to communicate, but that is game changing. Yeah. And we've, we've learned from a lot of errors, (laughs) seeing what doesn't work. And we're like, okay, you're, you know, and every client is different. Like some of our training, you know, is not going to work for certain clients, but usually they're really good about saying, this is how I work well. And and we'll work with them on that, but it's good to have kind of that base training even. So absolutely. Well, and I mean, just the idea of bullet pointing things and having your action items at the top. I mean, when you're dealing with busy professionals, sometimes they're not going to get through the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like they might just have that 10 seconds. I'm getting through this. Exactly. And, you know, I'm going to give you a yay, nay or whatever. Exactly. Look at it later. Yeah. Make it easy for them to say yes, no, maybe let's talk about it later. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Do you all script any type of like check-ins? Would a personal assistant do like a weekly check-in with their client or what does that look like? Yeah, that's something else we've learned from trial and error. Like the last three years or so, we've made that mandatory of like, you need to have at least a 10 minute check-in with your PA each week, whether it's on the phone or in person, just because that will loosen up a lot of blocked items. And it's an opportunity for everybody to give feedback, what's working, what's not working. And then we do a lot of check-ins with our employees, um, especially in the beginning, like the first three months, we're checking in a lot. And then also with clients to get feedback. That's a, a big part of our culture is also feedback as a gift. We like nail that into people, you know, because it's so important, you know, to get, even if it's just something minor, like, can you slice the cucumbers instead of cubing them, you know, we want to make you happy and do what works well, you know, for you. And so it's feedback, you know, even on our team, like our team can give us feedback. We have like a anonymous feedback form that's open 24 seven, and we do stuff with it, you know, we acknowledge it. And if we can't change it, we talk about why and, you know, it's, yeah, it's an important part of success. Oh, I, I could not agree more. I mean, feedback, I am like constant, I'm like begging for feedback. Yeah. <laughs> like how many ways can I say that we want feedback? 
I don't see how anybody improves without the feedback. Exactly. Like, well, and we've learned from trial and error that if you don't get the feedback suddenly at the three month check in, they're like, things are awful. Like they're not going well. And we're like, wait, wait, wait. You know? <laughs> like anytime that happened, it's because they haven't been giving feedback. Uh-huh. And it's so much easier to fix it at the beginning because it's often just a communication problem that we can easily take care of. So we've, we've gotten pretty creative on getting feedback from clients because our, our clients are super busy. And they're like, one more thing I got to do, but you know, it benefits them in the long run. So we'll even sometimes just text them and say on a scale of one to 10, how are things going? And, you know, seven or above, we're like, okay, anything below that, we're like, let's get on a call, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, well, I think that feedback part is just critical. I mean, I'm curious. So you've mostly been in Seattle. So I'm kind of curious from your perspective, do you find that your clients give feedback easily or is it a hard thing? It depends. Like it very much is a personal thing. I think some people are really good at it, right? They'll give the positive and the negative freely. Other people are more on the negative side and it's like we have to kind of coach them or as a management team, we fill in, you know, we have our bragging wall on Slack where we'll call out when we see somebody do something great, especially for the PAs that have clients that maybe aren't so great at giving feedback. But yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, we we do a lot of coaching with our clients of like, here's how you can give feedback and, you know, wrote a blog post and stuff to share, you know, how to give that instant feedback and positive reinforcement. So I love that. So you're really trying to coach your clients Mm -hmm. on that. Interesting. Yeah, it takes a team. (laughs) Well, it really does. And I'm curious, do you, where did you get kind of your training and feedback? Because I think this is probably one of the biggest leadership failings in all businesses. Like I see it all the time where people just will not feel comfortable giving negative feedback mostly, you know, and they might not give positive well either, but they're way more likely to give positive. And when they're giving negative, Instead of it being an uplifting, empowering thing, you know, they're feeling very much like, oh, this is bad and I'm harming Mm -hmm. this person. And in my mind, feedback is often, I mean, you are opening a door to so many more possibilities of great interaction. Yeah. I love feedback. And so I'm just really curious. Where did you learn, you think, about this? Well, I think because it it's something I struggle with personally. And, you know, I've learned a lot, like I'm a, kind of a sponge with the stuff where I'm like, I want to get better. So I think it was Brene Brown said, being nice is not kind. And that really jumped out to me where, because I'm always like, oh, I want to be nice to people, but then realizing you're not doing them any favors, you know? So yeah, I've had to really focus on that. One book that I really liked was Radical Candor. Yeah, I thought that was just, that was mind blowing for me. It was something new and it it really resonated with me. So yeah, I'm just always looking for, you know, those leaders that are good at it and trying to learn from them. Yeah, that's so interesting. Radical candor is one of our firm's core values. Like radical candor was literally mind blowing to me. Just like, like, I was like, oh my gosh, life would go so much better if we're challenging directly and caring personally all the time. Yeah. And, but trying to teach people that those have to be married. 
Like right. you can't, you know, can't chat. have one without the other. No, not <laughs> yeah. at all. In your yeah. care. But I mean, when you bring that caring personally into all of that conversation you're having, I mean, I find it to be very powerful. Yeah, it's a big part of our culture and, you know, something that we live and our employees love working for Peppers. Like they're big fans you know, because of that. They're like, you know, you often hear them say, we've never worked at a place where it feels like the management team really cares. And, you know, it's not just saying they care, but you know, we're giving people time off when they need it and, you know, supporting them through life's ups and downs and, you know, all of those things. Well, I mean, it's so important. And I would think the flexibility that you offer your personal assistance then actually helps your clients too. For sure. They are going to offer your clients that flexibility, understanding that the support they give to your core value of ease. I mean, that all that flows to the client and retaining people, you know, especially right now, like, you know, that's where a big benefit comes in for our clients is that because our employees love working for us, they stick around, you know, and have that support. Now, how do people pay for Pepper's assistance? Is it a monthly? I mean, hourly? What does that look like? Yeah, we have um, subscription packages that are weekly. You know, we bill bi-weekly, you know, anywhere from 15 to 30 hours is what we typically do. And then the placement service is just a flat placement fee. Okay, very cool. Well, it is just so, I mean, I cannot tell you your work, I just think is so important. I wish every woman in all of Seattle would call you because (laughs) I just think it is so important. Tell us, how do people reach you? Like if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get you? Yeah, the best way is to go to our website, which is paseattle.com. And there's a big red button there where you can schedule a call or reach out via email. And our social media is on there as well. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. So yeah, would love to connect with people even just to chat and see how I can help. There's lots of options out there for outsourcing and I'm all about like find, you know, whatever you can afford and what fits with your family. So Right. Well, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much is actually out there. Yeah. And so talking to somebody like you can be really powerful in helping them understand like, oh, I didn't even know there was somebody who did that. Yeah, I'm an expert at what's out there. So yeah. I'm happy to talk about exactly. it. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, I really, really appreciate your time today. And thanks again for joining us to talk about Pepper's personal assistance. Where did the Pepper come from? At the time I started the business, Iron Man was very popular with Robert Downey Jr. and his personal assistant was Pepper Pot. So it was just kind of a cute you know, <laughs> to do. Yeah. But, I yeah. love it. I would have not guessed that. I yeah. Would not have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it was well, wonderful thanks. chatting with you. Thanks yes. for having me. You as well. And I've got all kinds of people I'm sending to you. Okay. People need serious help and they need it just like freely and joyfully, you know, yes. without any of that shame. I mean, I'm like you, if we could get everybody to delegate. It would be so happy. We make it very easy. So happy to chat. I love that. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.